Hi, I'm Simon Dowling, and thanks for listening to A Day Of, a podcast about Biffy Clyro. Every episode, I'll be talking about a different Biffy Clyro song, including album tracks, B-sides, covers, and unreleased gems, which is over 200 songs so far, so let's get started. Something clearly happened in the two years between a name and the kids who pop today will rock tomorrow, because the difference in songwriting standard is huge. They go from buckets of pee and fictional haunted books to, dare I say, poetic musings on love, loss, and this song, Hope for an Angel. An important track, really, the Rosetta Stone of Biffy Clyro, the song that starts it all. The EP opened with 57, of course, a song that we'll come to in a few episodes' time, but three minutes and 22 seconds in to the kids who pop today will rock tomorrow. It truly begins. But first, the backstory. The Kids Who Pop Today Will Rock Tomorrow was released on Electric Honey, which was the record label of Stowe College, which James and Ben attended, after they'd been picked up following the release of a name. While that did receive radio play from North Sounds Radio, the Kids Who Pop led to airplay from Vic Galloway, who was a legend of BBC Radio Scotland. This then led to them playing the unsigned tent at Tea in the Park, which ultimately led to their presence on Beggar's Banquet. A seminal release, in my opinion. It opened many doors for the lads, and it is clearly an important moment in their history. Hope for an Angel opens with just Simon and his guitar, using those sliding octave chords he loves so much, before the verse consisting of those chords played high above the 12th fret with the sliding returning for brief interludes mixed with this lovely clean riff on that drop D and the A string, a riff that sends shivers down your spine as you prepare for a drop. The second verse brings these punches of bass and drums, the bang, 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 just for brief seconds toying with you as you rise up, waiting for the inevitable loud that comes after all of the softness. And boy, does it come. The end of Hope for an Angel is huge. It's as huge as the stadiums Biffy have come to fill a decade later, that massive open drop D chord punching between the 11th and the 9th fret back and forward with this screaming, oh god, that screaming, eventually giving way to that rising set of the octave chords again that slide higher and higher and higher until we get one final punch. Oh my god, what a song. Lyrically, it's minimal, you know, but in my opinion, it's poetic. And yes, I am looking at it with biffy tinted spectacles but it's a song that muses on a human's desire to believe in the afterlife to not let go of those who you love and why would you when there is so much space in the universe i believe in the human need to believe there's hope for an angel one who's gone for he had become in the sky there's space for an angel overhead if you look real hard you'll see that there's millions of angels that's the crux that's it really other than slight variations on that but it's all the song needs this song isn't about powerful lyrics really it's about the powerful music it is as i said in the intro the rosetta stone for the future 
it's that loud and soft colliding and rising that leads to the kind of elation and emotion that I expect from Biffy Clyro. And it's a shame it doesn't get played. It should get played at every Biffy Clyro show. It should be the closing track for nearly every Biffy Clyro show. But unfortunately, it's not. It's just something special that we have, and I love it. The first time I heard Hope for an Angel live was, funnily enough, the first time I actually met Biffy Clyro. It was in Sheffield in 2006. They were playing at a venue called The Plug. It was February and it was freezing, freezing cold. I drove down from Newcastle, where I'm from, but as it was a Sunday, we got to the city at about 3pm and everything was shutting. We kind of popped into the city centre and bummed about for a bit and probably ate a Burger King or whatever and thought, well, let's go and find the venues to save some time for later on. And as we got to the venue, it was probably about 5pm, out walked Simon and James. They they knew we were there to see them. We weren't wearing like Biffy merch or anything, but I could see it. I got this book out of my bag and I walked up to Simon and kind of held it out for an autograph. And he, he signed my book, said, oh, thanks for coming and handed it to James, who actually like stopped and stood and chatted for a few minutes. Simon was starving, like by all accounts, and was off for some food. So James was polite and kind of hung behind and chatted to us for a bit. I like stood around and waited to see if Ben would come out, but he didn't. But I mean, I was still over the moon. Um, I also met Mike Venot, who is now in the band of sorts, him and Gambler from Ocean Size. Um, he also came out. They were lovely. I mean, the reason they were there was Ocean Size were the support band. But anyway, we sat in a bar nearby and eventually wandered back past the venue, kind of near to the time for doors, and they were sound checking. And the back door was open, and um, we just stood listening, and they sound checked Hope for an Angel. Now, Simon wasn't singing, but I, like, couldn't believe it. I think at this point I'd seen Biffy so many times in the two years preceding it, and they'd never even hinted at playing Hope for an Angel. Naturally, I assumed they were going to play it that night, but they didn't. Um, they just sound-checked it. I didn't mind. I guess it's a good song for sound-checking your range. It's kind of got that quiet and it's got that loud in all the right places. I mean, I have seen it since at those aforementioned Barrowlands shows, and boy, will you be sick of hearing about those Barrowlands shows because they'll get brought up a lot. But yes, I have seen Hope for an Angel live twice, technically. The first time at this sound check, which was also important to me because the first time I met Simon and James, not the first time I met Ben, we'll come to that at a different point, but yeah, very important to me and you can kind of tell. Thank you for listening to A Day Of. My name's Simon Dowling. Follow on Twitter at a day of podcast and email on a day of podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to send in your voice clips at anchor.fm slash a day of. Thanks for listening.